What's up, guys? It is Coasters and Things here today, and welcome back to a special episode of The Thrill Life. Tonight, me and Nick have a special guest here joining us, Thrills and Magic. Hey, what's going on? Thank you guys for having me. Of yeah, course. man, good to have you on. Good to be, well, good to talk to you again, Nick. <laughs> yeah, so uh, lots to dive in today uh we saw hershey park we're gonna i guess we'll start right there we saw hershey park reveal finally finally after all this time oh man yep, yep. it took them long enough but we finally know about rmc wildcat officially it's gonna right. be called, yeah it's gonna be called wildcat's revenge the name it's okay i'm not really digging it yeah, I kind of agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I wondered why. I mean, I think a lot of people make comparisons to Phantom's Revenge. And I want to know, like, that one has lore. So, like, what are they getting revenge on? What's Wildcats? You know. Yeah. Uh, the difference is Phantom's Revenge is actually a good name. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A phantom actually does get revenge, like in a mm -hmm. in a story. A wildcat, mm, no. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but it's better than Twisted Twizzler. That's I'll say that. Yeah, <laughs> I was not a big fan of that name. I don't know about you, Andres, but I was hoping that it wasn't going to be called Twisted Twizzler. Uh, yeah, I'm glad it didn't use any of the typical RMC like Iron or Twisted or or whatever. Um, but revenge, I don't know. I was joking say, with Nick earlier about like what's he getting what's it getting revenge on, and I, I joked that it was uh, all the people that were kind of poo pooing it during a, the its run as just Wildcat, and now next year it's going to have a hot girl summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I'll say this: overall, the layout is a lot different than I thought it was going to be. First of all, I was not expecting it to have a straight drop or a giant stall either. I, I kind of figured it would have a zero G roll because majority of, I think every RMC has a zero G roll. Correct me if I'm wrong. Lightning rod. Okay. Well, excluding lightning rod. <laughs> but, um, but, um, <laughs> it also has that other inversion. What is it called again? Uh, the step up under flip. It's the yeah. world's largest step up flip. under flip. Yeah, their claims for these records is like, I think every park is getting more and more um, creative creative with this, yeah. with their records. Because nobody's going for the tallest or fastest anymore. Although the speed kind of surprised me, what its top speed is supposed to be. Yeah, I'm a marketing major in college, so I understand where they're coming up with all this. It's a marketing plan. Always, but, always. Yeah, I'll list off the stats for the ride now. It'll be 140 feet tall, max speed 62 miles an hour, 82 degree drop, four inversions, 3,150 feet of track, and a duration of two minutes and 36 seconds. Yeah. Wow. Um, How I was tall does that compare to the other RMCs out there? Uh, it is tall. It is taller than a good handful of them. It is definitely taller than 
uh, Twisted Cyclone, Storm Chaser, um, Joker. Uh, it's taller than Medusa Steel Coaster. Yeah. Isn't it okay. like how tall is Twisted Colossus? I can't remember at the moment. I don't know, but I could maybe do some RCDB filtering. And it, it is not it. taller than Iron Rattler, though. I know that. It is not yeah. taller than Iron Rattler. So if it's not taller than Iron Rattler, it's definitely not taller than the 200-footers, obviously. Yeah. It's Iron taller Rattler... than Twisted Timbers by about 20 feet. Okay. Did you find how tall Twisted Colossus is? I will gladly do that right now. Okay. I was going to say this while he's looking that up. I was a little surprised just because of all the recent attractions that Hershey has added the last, like, five years. I mean, you can argue that Jolly Rancher Remix is a new attraction, even though it's literally just a retheme. But some like to say it's a whole new attraction. But you, you look across the board, Reese's Cup Fusion, Candymonium, Jolly Rancher Remix, mixed flavored by Jolly Rancher. You would think that they would have kept this going with the whole candy theme. But at the same time, you look at Hershey Park, they have rides. Not all of their coasters are themed to candy. You have Fahrenheit, Storm Runner, Sky Rush, which really don't have any theme to them. That's they're just their their own their names in itself. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to see it not be related to candy for a change, because that's what they've been doing the last couple of years. It was a cool change, I think. Yeah, and the Step Up Underflip, it'll be one of the few coasters out there to feature that element. I know Joker at Six Flags Discovery Kingdom has one as well. And also Ride to Happiness actually has one. Huh. Oh, wow. All right, I got stats on Twisted Colossus here. The height is 121 feet. However, the drop is 128. Top speed okay. of 57 miles per hour. Well, it will be taller than Twisted Colossus. It will not be taller than Airy Force One, though. A lot of people were making comparisons to that one from all the chatter that I've... Yeah, because uh, when I first saw the video on uh, Wildcats Revenge, when I first saw that this morning, immediately the first thing I thought of was it looks like a combination of Airy Force One and Iron Gwazi. Yeah, guess... Isn't that the origin of this? Or maybe I'm hearing this like second, third hand, so it's gotten muddied, but that like the execs of Hershey Park got to experience Iron Gwazi and basically said yes we want that maybe um speaking of those coasters wildcats revenge it will feature the steel trust support system for the lift hill that some other rmcs use including goliath zadra iron Gwazi, and airy force one I'm glad you mentioned zadra at energy landia because i've seen a lot of people are calling it zadra's little brother now that may have to do with the color scheme because i think the layouts are you know, a lot different, but I thought that was kind of funny that people have been saying that. Um, it will also feature a zero-G stall, which, if you know me, I love my zero-G stalls. They're awesome, yeah. Now, this one will not be directly under the lift hill like the ones on Goliath or Zadra will be. Yeah, where is it exactly? In the middle, of, like the middle of the ride, right? Yeah, and uh, Air Force One is under the lift hill as well. I forgot about that. That's only two hours away from me, and I forgot about it. <laughs> I'll say this, um, in terms of, like, the layout, I think Airy Force One's layout still looks a little stronger. That's I just I did, too. I was, I was just about to say, I don't think it'll be as good as Airy Force One, and that's taking out bias I have towards that ride. But it's also, like, you know, it's an RMC, like, 
Hershey Park already has one of the best roller coaster collections out there. It's just another great ride to add to their already awesome collection of rides. Yeah. Will it be the best arm? Will this be the best arm C? I don't think so, but Hershey Park's coaster collection now will be the best. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, think yeah, about this. Definitely up there. Think about this for a second. RMC, BM Hyper, Intamin Hyper, BM Invert, GCI Dueling Coaster, uh, Intamin Accelerator Coaster, Intamin Vertical Lift Coaster, just to name some of them. Yeah, and Fahrenheit is unique because there aren't any other coasters out there like it. I mean, I guess you could say a Gerslauer Eurofighter, but I'm talking just Intamin. Yeah, um, the, the fourth tallest coaster at Hershey Park, obviously Candy and Skyrush are taller, and Storm Runner is taller as well, the top hat is. Gotcha. Uh, and here's the thing that stood out to me the most, though. I'm so happy they did this. It will be open during Christmas Candy Lane. Yes, sir. Nice. I didn't hear that. That's awesome. Uh, Hershey Park's finally starting to realize what their good coasters are and starting to open them up during Candy Lane, because Candemonium's now open during Candy Lane. I mean, and that's great, because um, Midway America, that's the section, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Midway America, that section of the park with Laugh Track and Wild Mouse, that is usually open during Christmas Candy Lane, and Wildcat mm-hmm. in the past has been open during Christmas Candy Lane, so it's great that Wildcat's Revenge will be open during Candy Lane. Yeah, well, does that mean that Lightning Racer will be open during Christmas Candy Lane eventually? I don't know. I think that might have to do with staffing, to be honest. They can't run that many attractions because they have way more staff in the summer than they do in the fall, spring, you know. Yeah, I know. I was one of them. Yeah, he worked at Hershey Park this summer. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's just something I think that goes across the board with all parks nowadays. Because didn't Hershey Park used to have, like, visa workers? Kind of like how a lot of parks, mm-hmm. like Cedar Point, would have. I can't recall. I'm not sure. um, Sure. I'm not sure about that. Isn't there any concern, just a quick aside on Candy Lane, uh, like operating temperatures? I know Candemonium probably has like uh, wheel heaters or something like that, right? I'm pretty sure it has to be 36 degrees for a B&M to operate. Yeah, because I know that Nitro, it operates well below what I expected it to operate at. Six Flags, Six Flags, especially Great Adventure also. I don't know if they follow all the restrictions. (laughs) I don't know. New Jersey is notorious for having stricter rules than a lot of other states. Well, like, there's been times when I've been at Great Adventure where Nitro should not be open, but it is. (laughs) (laughs) How cold was it? Uh, Like, maybe under 20 degrees, (laughs) and it was open. Oh, man. (laughs) This was a couple years back. This might have been, like, 2017 or 2018. It might be different now, but, yeah, I went on it. I was, you know freezing, like, freezing to death, but... Oh, yeah, that wind will get you. Uh, got me the same on Candemonium, but that actually, I think it was 35 degrees or 30 degrees. They, okay. they just close it. Wow. Alright, so to wrap up this topic before we move on, because we still have a lot of other things to dive in here, overall, are you guys satisfied after this, you know... Long, oh, this has been so, so long awaited. There's been like rumors for uh, over a year now. When are they going to announce RMC Wildcat? We knew Wildcat was closing July twenty, uh, July thirty first, and we all were wondering would they open it the week after it closed? Would they uh, would they announce it Labor Day weekend? We all didn't know. Now that we finally know, are you 
disappointed or are you satisfied? Satisfied, definitely. I think it slots in in a nice place in their lineup as like not too intense, still kind of where it's going to appeal to the same group that um, would enjoy Wildcat alone. The only thing I think we didn't mention was the design of the trains. I'm not too yeah. big on it. I'm not, it's, I'm not feeling it. It's kind of bizarre. But, but you'll have three trains. Good job, Hershey Park. Uh, you know how to handle capacity. Good job. Yeah, that's true. And Hershey Park is known to have extremely long lines. We've had this discussion before, Andres, about how crazy packed Hershey gets. <clears throat> I mean, I I hate to be critical, but I see them stacking Candemonium pretty often. On the I mean, they line. always love three trains on Candemonium. Yeah, and it doesn't seem to help with uh, throughput for whatever reason. I know, because yeah. that was my home ride. Oh, uh, okay. Do they have crews over there? I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. But um, the other thing that I, I wanted to ask if you had heard, like, are there going to be kind of like metal detectors or lockers or something like that? If I had to take a guess. I'm going to say yes, honestly, just because yeah. of Twisted Timber, Steel Vengeance, I, I just have a really strong something feeling. Something like that. The as unfortunate as it is, I'd probably say yeah to lockers as well. Hopefully they're oh, those small they're, ones. Hopefully they're free lockers like Candemonium is. Yeah. Like, the thing is, Hershey Park has the cubbies, like, I'll use Great Bear, for example, with the sliding doors. So that's nice, but this is an RMC. This isn't a B&M or a GCI. Mm-hmm. And if you look around at other parks, a lot of the RMC coasters now have that policy. As much as it sucks, it's just how it is. Oh, yeah, I mean, in the news, uh, Magic Mountain just had something happen, didn't they? Kid got hit by something that a rider dropped. Yeah, so that's not going to help either, then. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, random. But All right, curious. so let's move on. Yeah. Um, our next topic, I don't know if you've read anything about this, Andreas, but Jason, I know you did some uh, research about this, so why don't you talk about this? Yeah, so Efteling's attraction coming in 2024, it'll, okay. I'm probably going to say this wrong. Uh, it'll be called Donze Macabre. Again, I pr- I probably butchered that name. Big <laughs> but that is French for Dance of Death, actually. That's what that translates to. In okay. it, it's a, Supposedly, it's a new dark, dark ride of some sort. It will have a ride system not yet constructed on any other ride in the world. It will feature a turntable that's 18 meters in diameter, or almost 60 feet in diameter, with six smaller turntables on top of it that rotate. Each of the small turntables will have seats, or choir stalls, as they're calling it, that seat up to 108 people in total. The turntables, they will reach 20 meters high, and they will rise, tilt, fall, and spin before it falls flat. That's what the park says. And... The park themselves, they are claiming that it will be the creepiest part of Efteling. Wow. Very interesting. This is replacing something, too, right? Is it? I I think I've heard some noise. So I, I have a friend who is home park is Efteling. She's in the Netherlands. And um, I think there's like a haunted house, haunted castle type of dark ride that's in that space where the expansion is happening. 
and it's apparently one of those old ones, kind of like you know the, the haunted house at uh, Knobles. That's kind of beloved for being oh, I old. Love haunted house it's so cool. <laughs> it's kind of like riding through a B movie. It's spooky, but it's kind of silly, and it's very self aware of it. And so, I, I looked up a POV when I did some research on this topic, and was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool. It would just need like some sort of like updates, projection mapping, or something." But no. So like, there's some diehards out there that are upset about this, although the video for it looks really cool the uh I, i've never seen any sort of ride system like that so is it supposed to be a thrill ride then no i don't think so uh yeah probably not but i was gonna ask you guys this where do you think it fits in like efteling's collection of rides like they have a pretty solid collection of roller coasters and just rides in general right yeah they they have um baron 1898 obviously joris mm-hmm. and um Python, Flying Dutchman, Max and Mor- Morty's, is that what it's called? The, Something uh, like that. New family powered coaster that's, that has two tracks. And then there was one more. I can't remember the name of it, I think. Gotcha. Uh, Vogel Rock or something like that? Something like that. Wow. Yeah, really interesting. If this ride and Intamin is notorious for having a lot of. Uh, downtime, just all their rides, not even just roller coasters in general. So, curious to see if this ride will be reliable and if other parks, especially in the United States, will look to add one of these attractions. Yeah, and uh, I actually didn't even know it was being manufactured by Intamin until you just said that. Yeah, first of its kind model from Intamin, and like you said, it'll tilt up to 25 degrees to any side. So, really, really cool ride. I mean, I hope because I don't know when I'm getting to the Netherlands. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know if I'll ever get there. So um, I hope that it's a reliable ride and we'll see ride a ride like it, that are hopefully the same model even, I find at somewhere in the U.S. so I can get the chance to ride it, because it's, it's cool. The name I find interesting, because it's a French name, but uh, the native language in the Netherlands is Dutch, not French. Wow. Okay, I did not know that. Very cool. Alright, so you guys want to move on then? We all good on this topic? Yeah, there isn't a whole lot known about this topic yet. I will add one thing that I discovered while doing the research is that they're doing like a full-on expansion of the park just in general. They call it World of Efteling 2030 and they got all the improvements for it. So this park is about to get huge, like almost doubled in size. Yeah, so it's about to be flipped completely upside down then with not only this ride, but just, yeah, wow. Like they're you're going to have plenty of other topics coming your way, uh, it, including a hotel, I think, that's joining the construction. Oh, wow. List. Okay. If this goes over well, this big expansion, Efteling could be better than Toverland easily. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, they're flat rides. I think they have two of some of the best in the world. I saw a POV for Dream Flight, which you guys should watch if you haven't. It's, like, mind-blowing what the, the stuff that they do in there. Like, for... You know, a non-Disney dark ride. It's pretty awesome. Don't they have a Vekoma Madhouse there, like uh, Houdini? Um, is this the park that... I know there's at least one other in Europe. I, I forget where, though. Well, let me ask you this. Correct me if I'm wrong. The two parks in the Six Flags chain that have a Houdini or a Vekoma Madhouse are Great Adventure and New England, right? Just those two? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Alright, so while he's looking that up, we'll jump into our next topic here, and then you can, if you find the answer to his question, feel free to 
um, let him know at any point of the show. So now, we're going to talk about an all-new amusement park slash entertainment complex that has been announced, the Oasis at Lakeport. It's going to be located in Missouri. It will have multiple flat rides, roller coasters, and a 200-foot observation tower. So are we looking at another American Dream Mall? What are we looking at here? It won't be American Dream because this will be outdoors. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, with so many attractions, like, you got the, the flat rides. I, I, I read that there will be some sort of shopping around. Maybe it'll be like a downtown Disney somewhat. Maybe. So this will be a $300 million development. It's still in the development phase right now. Assuming, assuming it gets approved, construction would start in 2023. And they want to get this thing open by 2024, which is mind-blowing to me because they haven't even broken ground on it yet. And they're wanting to open it a year and a half after they break ground on it. With a project this big, I don't see that happening. That makes me nervous that they'll open it kind of like half-built in like a preview state that's going to turn people away. Because <laughs> that's kind of what they did with Nick Universe before all of the roller coasters were open and all the rides were open. They that sort of phased opening and it was just a lot of people didn't see the value because they didn't change the price at all to reflect it. Yeah. Uh, it'll be an entertainment district at Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri. It'll be year-round, open year-round, and it will feature 20 acres of amusement rides and attractions, as well as hotels, restaurants, a marina and boardwalk, and an amphitheater. That's what really got me, is they're going to have an amphitheater. So are they going to have their own concert series there? Maybe. Yeah, very true. I was going to say this. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, as you can see on the screen right now, all we really have so far is this concept art. It's somewhat giving me Icon Park vibes. No? I was just about to say that. Yeah, let's yeah. just hope it doesn't suffer the same fate that Icon Park has had. Well, yeah, nobody could have, uh, nobody could have predicted that. Terrible. Uh, if you watched a uh, what was it, episode one or two we talked about it? It was episode two, I think. Yeah, about the Orlando Freefall. Sad to see that ride go. But anyway, this is really cool. I I mean, it's a it's a couple years in the making, right? It's not going to open for, at, what, 2020? No. What's oh, the year? 2024? Two years from now. Two years from now. Okay, yeah. Very exciting stuff. Um, I mean... You have Silver Dollar City in Missouri, and then you have Worlds of Fun not too far away. So, like St. Louis as well. Right. So, uh, this is just another place to add to Missouri, the Missouri area. Yeah, hang on. Can I say something real fast? No problem. Just judging by the concept art, it looks like it will feature a giant Ferris wheel, a Star Flyer, a Slingshot, a Skyscraper, like the one that me and you rode at Casino Pier, and we freaked have out. You not Andreas, have you ever been on one of those? Yeah, once was enough for me. We're good. We're good. We sat. We were like. We were not like. It was. I don't want to say it was awkward. No, it wasn't awkward because we were scared. We did the one at Casino Pier, but we both yeah. did not say a word to each other for a good five minutes. We were just like looking like I don't know what was going through your mind, Jason, but I was just like, get me off this ride. Yeah. <laughs> you were over it pretty quick, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It'll also feature a pirate ship ride a log flume, at least one roller coaster, and some water slides. You, each of y'all, how about we each take a guess for a thrill coaster and a family coaster that that place could have? All right, Andres, we'll start with you since you're our guest. 
All right, so it's giving me like pseudo boardwalk vibes. So I'm guessing they're going to put in some sort of uh, either one of those Visa spinners, like the SBF spinners, like the one they have. Um, what's the one down uh, in South Jersey? Uh, um, hang ten at Fantasy Funplex, Funplex or something like that. Whatever it's called. Oh, um, the Fun Coaster. At, that's actually a wild mouse. If you're thinking of just the normal SBF Visa spinners, a good example is. Um, there's a Myrtle, whole bunch of those. Yeah, Myrtle, Myrtle Turtle. Not Freedom the, uh, not the figure eight. The, the, like Wild Mouse style. Of, oh yeah, uh, and like, yeah, fun, fun coaster at Funplex in Mount Laurel, right? Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. I'm guessing that they'll do something like that for their their fun family thing. But as far as their, like, like a more thrilling one. I could see them doing something like, uh, since we brought up Casino Pier, something like a Hydrus or something like um, down at... Uh, Hydrus is a good ride. Jeez, uh, I'm, I'm, the name's escaping me. Um, Gale Force? Yeah. Okay, Castaway Cove. So I, I think something like that, in that like vein. It's possible. I, I think there's... I think there's a better chance that they work with Gerslauer than SNS because we have not seen another ride like Gale Force from SNS at any other park. So yeah. I don't, yeah. As for me, I already had my guesses for both categories written down, and my guess for the Thrill Coaster was a Gerslauer Eurofighter. So we're all on the same page on that. Okay. Um, a, yeah, you go first, Family Coaster. Yeah, for a Family Coaster, my guess is a Zero Force Coaster, like Runaway Tram at Maurice Piers. Yeah, I could see okay. that. I could see that. Um, as for me, yeah, as for me, um, you know, this may sound a little far-fetched, but I could see a ride like Nickelodeon Slime Streak. I could see a ride like that that towers over the park and is like a really cool ride at night with the entire park lit up. I could see something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. That would be cool. Yeah. Slime Street is a good ride. It's not the smoothest, and the trains are kind of bad, but it's it's it's, it's, a little painful. it's cool for a park like that. And I think it would be cool for a park like the Oasis as well. And what's your guess for a thrill coaster? Uh, first hour, you're a fighter. <laughs> okay. We like All right. We like. uh, we're going to say RMC Raptor for a second, Nick. <laughs> nah, nah, not there anyway. All right, so let's move on. Andreas, you were just at Orlando. You went to Halloween Horror Nights, right? Yeah, I was down at Universal. Yeah, for did a you couple go of days. To, and I did, did you go to Walt Disney, at Disney Yeah. You did? Okay. So, meet and greets are back at Hollywood Studios. So, did you go to Hollywood Studios when you were just there? No, I did uh, two days. One at Epcot for Cosmic Rewind, and then one for Magic Kingdom, just to exist on Main Street, basically. <laughs> How, uh... How many meet and greets did you notice around Magic Kingdom? Because there's really not many at Epcot, right? Uh, there's there's a few at Epcot, um, but just in general, they've kind of scaled back on meet and greets and are opting to do some sort of like, um, I don't know what category you put it in, but like Tiana sometimes does sets in Liberty Square uh, next okay. to the Hall of Presidents, and she's just getting right. out of one of the windows where the Muppets used to perform. Oh, the um, great moments in American History show, yeah. I never got to see that, but I heard it was really cool. It, it was really good. But um, they stuck her up there and just had, had her waving. And uh, this ties into a 
bigger theme of just entertainment struggling to hire. Yeah, seriously. I mean, it. I think a lot of it has to do with it started to fade away with COVID and they didn't want, you know, characters hugging because of the whole social distancing and everything. But slowly coming back, it's cool to see that Woody and Buzz from Toy Story will be back at Hollywood Studios because Toy Story Land is not that old. And when Toy Story Land, like, just opened and was finished, there was the pandemic. So now it's, you know, for people that are at Disney World, it's especially little kids, it's got to be cool to be able to see Woody and Buzz roaming around again. Yeah, because I went to uh, Disney and Toy Story Land's opening year at Hollywood Studios, and I remember there were little kids lined up for so long to meet Woody and Buzz. But that was what, 2019? 2018. Okay, wow, Toy Story Land's that old now. So then there was like... Mm -hmm. Two years of meet and greets, and then for the last two years, it's been kind of like yeah. not for, for Star Wars Land. It was even less than that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Have they even opened up where the other meet and greets were? Not in Galaxy's Edge, but that other space that they have for it. Oh, uh, like the Pixar place? No, it's um, is it called is that... Launch Bay or something like that? Where the animation courtyard used to be? Oh uh, yeah, um. I don't know That's, if they reopen that, that. I'm almost positive that is back. I think you can meet Chewbacca in there again. But I don't think Edna Mode is back at Pixar Place with the whole, like, Incredibles. Because that's kind of what they turned Pixar Place into, like a, an Incredibles mm -hmm. section. And I think that's probably on the on their, on their list of plans to, like, revamp in the next couple of years. It's kind of like a dead zone. Because that used to be, you used to walk through there to get to the Backlot Tour in Streets of America. And now it's kind of just a dead end. So, curious to see what they'll do with that section in the future. I miss Streets of America. I know it was kind of cheap. I know it wasn't a very good, but I miss it. So do Isn't I. Where they did like the Osborne lights or something as well. Like I've heard good things about that. I never got to experience it, but I've heard good things like good memories of that area, despite it not being, you know, the most impressive theming. Yeah. You know, honey, I shrunk the kids play area lights, mm. motor action show. There was, uh, when Muppets courtyard was, you know, when the stage one company store was actually, open and just like there's so much that's that's just changed over the years at hollywood studios but i'm actually going back for my high school senior trip in may so curious to oh, see cool. curious to Ron? see what has changed in um the coming years like yeah, the you're year. disney and universal that's so unfair yeah, my school does a day or two days, I'm almost positive, at Universal. A lot of my friends are not going because it is expensive, but I've been saving up the last couple of years because how could I, Mr. Theme Park, not go on my high school senior trip? Or at least that's what my friends call me, Mr. Theme Park. <laughs> uh, so, hopefully Tron is open for you by then. Yeah. Cool. May? I, I feel pretty confident by May it'll be open. Yeah, no, fingers crossed. I mean, they've had that happening for, what, five years now? <laughs> yeah. All right, so we got our last topic here. This one really caught me by surprise. Well, I don't want to say it caught me by surprise because this has been in the talks for years to come. I was actually surprised when Universal added DreamWorks Destination because it's where uh, a day in the park with Barney used to be, I'm almost positive. Yeah, um, that was that stage area, I think. So Woody Woodpecker's Fun Zone is closing in January. It includes – I forgot to put this on there, but it does include – Woody Woodpecker's Nuthouse Coaster, Fievel's Playland, which if you don't know what that is, it's an entire kids' area themed to a 90s, I guess you could call it an animated 
sketched animated film on uh, an American tale, which and no kid would know that in this day and age, but it's still a cool area. It has a water slide, so that'll be gone. Curious George and DreamWorks Destination, but E.T. is safe as of now, which is... Yeah, that's one of the park originals. Yeah, that's the most important thing. And you know what? Those jerks, the way that they wrote their announcement, it was E.T.'s safety was spelled out in, like, the second paragraph. And I'm, so I'm, like, reading, reading, all stressed out, like, where's E.T.? Where's he? Okay, good. Almost <laughs> yeah, got me. I'll Almost say got that. a strongly written letter. I'll say this. So, like I said, this has been in the talks for years now about, like, how much longer will Fun Zone be around? I think if there was no pandemic, Fun Zone would have been gone, like, two or three years ago. But now that we know all about Epic Universe and that Nintendo Land is going to, or what is it called, Super Nintendo Land? Something like that. Yeah, now that we know that Nintendo Land is going to be at Epic Universe, what do you see coming to this spot? Because it's a good, it's a good amount of land in the park there. Um, quick question: With that land closing, will Woody Woodpecker's Night House Coach will that actually be removed, or will it just stay there and be rethemed? That's a good question. I know that Fibles Playland, Curious George, and DreamWorks are all—they're all going. I know that. I know that's pretty much confirmed. As for Woody Woodpecker's. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they could just re-theme that area and keep Woody Woodpeckers because, um, what, a studios have two roller coasters? They have Mummy and they have Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket, so they don't really have a kid's coaster. I know over at Islands of Adventure they have Flight of the Hippogriff, but that's pretty much it. So what? Uh, if you had to make a prediction, Andres, what would, what's your prediction? Uh, well, first got to mention that there was a very small stretch of time i think in 2019 or late 2018 where this land was closed the this whole area was like blocked was, off was, nobody could figure out Barney, right what's that that was when they were just like re like transferring it from barney to dreamworks though right that was that time no, it wasn't just that area it was the entire land for like a month okay. and it was around the time that uh super nintendo opened in Japan, and a lot of people were speculating that that's what the area was going to be converted into. That's what I'm saying. And then shortly thereafter, they must have made a big pivot because then they announced Epic Universe. So now I'm looking at what is going into the Epic Universe that's DreamWorks related, because I assume right now it's going to be still the kids' area, but probably lean more into DreamWorks. They've already got Illuminations and the Minions covered with the front of the park being transformed. The Shrek 3D ride is becoming a Minions ride, the Monsters Cafe is likely becoming Minions Cafe, and then they have the Minion Mayhem ride over there. So that's like one area done. I think there's going to be like a Shrek Swamp of some kind, either a play area or some sort of attraction. I think Shrek, if you look at the DreamWorks lineup that they have, they also have Kung Fu Panda, which has a lot of assets already built and designed and made for Shanghai, or not Shanghai, Beijing, Beijing. Universal. Beijing. So I'm my gut tells me it's going to be just filled with recognizable DreamWorks characters. And I think even Puss in Boots has another sequel coming out or something like that. So, like, the next three years... Trolls uh, is popular. What's that? Trolls is popular, too. And there's a Trolls 3 coming out. So yeah. some combination of popular DreamWorks characters is my safest bet. And they could yeah. easily retheme Woody Woodpecker's coaster to any one of those. 
Oh, 100%. And, I mean, I know they made a Woody Woodpecker movie a couple years ago, which didn't do, like, that, yeah, that great in the box office. It was kind of a flop. So, um... I think I mean, you're the only, the second person to have ever mentioned that the existence of that movie. Oh, for real? Did you watch it? <laughs> no. Yeah, I didn't watch it. <laughs> I didn't watch it, but I know they made a movie. And it didn't, I know it didn't do that well. And it makes sense. I mean, what little kid is going to see Woody Woodpecker? Nobody really knows who he is, except... Yeah, no. Can I mention something real quick? You know, Port Aventura over in Spain, their official mascot is Woody Woodpecker. Port Aventura used to be a universal park, I think. Like, way, like, early 2000s, I think. But yeah, you are right about that. So does that have something to do with this? Like a licensing thing? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. Maybe. it's. I mean, could be. Who knows? But uh, I, I was a little shocked. I don't want to, like I said, I'm not, like, totally surprised. Like, wow, I did not see this coming because this has been, like, years in the making. But it was a little um, out of the ordinary, especially, like, in November for them to announce this. It was just kind of like a weird, I guess, time for them to announce this. But I'm glad E.T. is staying because E.T. is such a classic, such a cool ride. Yeah, I've been, I was fortunate enough to do that ride a long time ago. I hope they update it or something. A little bit. I mean, I, I a little I, something. Yeah, it could use a little. It could use a little TLC, but I mean, it's the original, like what it was back in the '90s. Like it's the only ride in Universal that's the same. I guess you could say Men in Black too, but even that has gotten some uh, up upgrades over the years. Mm-hmm. All right, Andreas. So we always have a special segment at the end of our um shows at the end of our episodes i don't tell jason what they are i just come up with them on the fly so like in the Uh-oh. past couple, couple weeks like our past couple episodes um a couple of the questions were like rank all the b&m coasters from your least favorite to your favorite uh your favorite food location at your home park and he had he went with uh till and harvest at dollywood which is a yeah. mexican place favorite hotels favorite hotels yep but today i figured just since you're on the show, it has to be Disney-related. So, here is today's question. Rank the four Walt Disney World theme parks from your least favorite to your favorite, and why. So, Andreas, we got to start with you, because of the three of us here, you cover the most when it comes to Disney. Yep, yep. Um, okay, so this is... Should I start from fourth to first, or...? Yeah, go from fourth. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, my fourth and least favorite is actually Epcot. Historically, love that park. But right now, and for the last like four, five years, it's just become the festival park. I've seen a lot of like sloppy drunks, and they need to get moving on their construction projects. And didn't they just axe the thing that was coming to Wonders of Life, the play pavilion? Like yep. right now, it is still in like just dire straits to me and is just the festival park because they have nothing else really going other than living with the land you you were just there um so is the entrance like still you you gotta walk all the way around you gotta take you know take a right over here and then avoid this and then get funneled into the between the construction walls and then you'll you'll get released into the park like I, i hope that's i hope that's gone when i'm there in may that's gonna be annoying (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, man. It's It's been like that. In some shape or way, you've been rerouted. As soon as you make it past Spaceship Earth, like, there's been a number of times where I've gone after, like, a month or two, and all the everything is flowing 
a different way. It's, and that's not the only reason. It's just to me, like it's becoming another IP park in general. And that's just a yeah. general direction of Disney these days. So yeah, Epcot to me, um, least favorite. Uh, it's still fun, but just not. not yeah, the best I remember in comparison to the other parks. Yeah, I remember I interviewed you in the summer, and you had talked about the the strong message that Epcot was going for back in its like early years, and how it's just it's just not the same anymore of what it was was of like what Walt Disney's vision was supposed to be. I mean, it's more so like the edutainment stuff. The uh, it was like the only place you could see a lot of really cool stuff that wasn't even out. Like it would be, it would have been cool if they had been able to keep like the technology aspect of it, the futuristic aspect of it. But just like with the concept of like Tomorrowland, Future World was always destined to fall behind, and that takes money to stay on top of, and requires a lot of investment, and so. After the initial investment was made and started to outdate itself, it just they went with the the most economic route, which is let's add rides that can stand more time than what it was. Because a lot of the companies involved were sponsoring that stuff, so they would just bring like here's our check. But imagine if they linked up with like the bigger technology companies today and had them put their like prototypes and stuff like that in there, people would get excited about stuff like that. But anyway, I could go on and on about how Epcot inspired me to to become a scientist, but I'll go to number three. Uh, my third is uh, Animal Kingdom. I love that park, but it's hot. It's very large. They don't really have any sort of night show, even though that they've tried a couple of times. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of Dino Land. Uh, I think it's been kind of wasting away since like Primeval World closed and that's been uh, gone for how long now? Three years, I think. Yeah, three years, something like that. Yeah, it's been, but like the out of box stuff just like doesn't fly. I don't know why that hasn't been rethemed yet. Dinosaur just in general is starting to fall apart. Um, they've never fixed the Yeti, even though I love Everest. You know, that's a great ride, but yeah, Animal Kingdom. Um, I don't give enough love because it hasn't changed much. Gotcha. All right, Jason. So since he went right into his number three, mention your number four and your number three here, and then I'll hit mine as well. All right. Number four for me is Magic Kingdom. I know, I know. For a lot of people, Magic Kingdom is their favorite Disney park. It's my least favorite because while it's really big and has a lot of rides, it has a good atmosphere, it lacks some sort of charm to me. I like the other three Disney parks better because they all have a distinct theme to them. Epcot's theme to the future. Hollywood Studios is theme to movies. Animal Kingdom is theme to animals and wildlife. Magic Kingdom is just theme to itself, I guess you could say. Yeah, it's I guess I guess the best way to describe Magic Kingdom is like you're you're able to enter different worlds. You have front Frontierland, you have um, Tomorrowland, they they're all each world is supposed to feel different i guess don't don't get me wrong since they do have some good rides space mountain and big thunder mountain railroad were two of my uh childhood favorites uh when i was a little kid um i also i do like haunted mansion and pirates of the caribbean both of those rides too um but some rides mm, i can't help but 
eh, feel kind of eh towards them, especially like especially rides like Small World. Ugh, I've always hated that. <laughs> I, I may have mentioned this on an episode already, but or at least I might have told you this, Jason. But my grandparents got stuck on It's a Small World back in the, <laughs> back in the '80s. It got stuck for an entire hour, and the song was on repeat. Oh, they, they didn't have the courtesy of turning off that song because, wow, I feel like that's torture in some countries. That song might is be covered so under the Geneva Convention. <laughs> now, honestly, you go to Magic Kingdom for the atmosphere, not really the rides. The other three parts, you go for the rides. I know. I, I will tell you why um, Magic Kingdom is higher on my list, but we'll get to that. Sorry. All right. <laughs> so let's hear your number three then, Jason, and then I'll go. Number three is Epcot. Uh, okay. Uh, I like Epcot for what it is. Epcot lacks rides, though, in general, because, like, um, okay, Epcot is more about, like, going for the, like, countries in the back. What's it called? Future World or whatever in the back of Epcot? You mean, oh, the countries is World Showcase. The countries is World Showcase. Future World is, like, the front, right, with, like, Spaceship Earth. and That got rebranded. Yeah, so, so they're all different worlds now. So there's like world wow. discovery and world nature. Space, and space it's so different. I haven't been to Disney since. <laughs> you're gonna see. You're gonna find 17, out. Seventeen. It's been a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. They they wanted to literally get rid of all of the mentions of the future. Yeah, Spaceship Earth. I don't like as much as I used to. I know it's iconic because it's in the ball, but um, it, as a ride, it's just okay. Now. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I love uh, Test Track. Uh, I love Test Track a lot. Best ride in all of Disney World, in my opinion. Cosmic Rewind. Cosmic Rewind could change my opinion, but as of right now, I'm rocking with Test Track all yeah, day. I, I also like Soren, even though I know some people don't like Soren. That I like Soren. Yeah, I like Soren. Some other rides, though, they are just kind of eh. Like Living with the Lanes, okay. Um, it's just a time killer, as far as I'm concerned. The Seas with Nemo and Friends. That's at Epcot, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like that ride. <laughs> I think <laughs> they're it's all cool. charming in their own way. I think the one that most people agree is terrible is Mission Space. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, I last time I went to Disney, I did the orange side for the first time, and it actually gave me a headache. So whenever I go there, I'm sticking to the green side in the future. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's an intense ride for no good reason. One ride, though, that really angers me is Frozen Ever After. Because I, <laughs> I loved Maelstrom, okay? And mm. uh, I don't really like the Frozen films, so I don't like that they went and redid Maelstrom into Frozen Ever After. Well, like he said earlier, Epcot, they're, they're just like all the other four Disney World parks. They, they're starting to become an IP park, sadly. Yeah, they want their characters everywhere. And what's worse with the Maelstrom shift is it wasn't just the ride. It was the entire, like, Norway is now all frozen, frozen, frozen. Yeah, for real. All right, so my number four, my least favorite is actually, this may come as a surprise, it is Animal Kingdom. Okay, I was about to say, if you say Hollywood Studios, something's wrong with you. (laughs) Nah, it's not Hollywood Studios. Animal Kingdom. I have not had the privilege to experience Avatar yet, so... Could this spike on my list after I go back to Disney World? 
Possibly, because I hear awesome things about Flight of Passage, um, Naji, Naji, or Navi, Navi River Journey. Yeah, the entire land. I mean, I've never really cared for like the Avatar films. I got to be completely honest. I don't know that. Many, I don't know you that. Many. You, you aren't excited for the sequel? No, nah, I saw the trailer. You have your tickets pre-ordered. I saw the trailer. By the way, it looks. You know. I'll tell you, uh, Avatar makes that park much better than it was before. Yeah, okay. if you like immersive lands, like, and if you can experience it at night, because they have it designed where all the leaves and stuff are like um, glowing, glowing. There's bioluminescence. It looks know. so immersive. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they also have Everest. They have dinosaur. They. I don't think Finding Nemo the musical is there anymore. But I thought that was pretty cool. It is. It it's back. It's back, but uh, I think it's abbreviated. Like they they shortened the the length of the show. Okay, because I remember really liking that show, Festival of the Lion King. There's a lot of really good places to eat around Animal mm-hmm. Kingdom, but as a whole, compared to the other parks, yeah, I'd probably say it's my least favorite. Number three is going to be Magic Kingdom for me. Um, and like Jason said, a lot of people have this as their number one. But for me, I don't really care for, like, the Disney princesses. I love anything that has to do with Haunted Mansion. Like, last fall when Muppets Haunted Mansion, that special on Disney Plus, came out. Andres, we've talked about mm-hmm. this all the time. That was just so cool, like, to see not only, like, another... any Anything with the Muppets is great, but Haunted Mansion, like, it was just it was just such a cool, like... It was just such a cool special that they put together. I, I really liked it. It had so many uh, hidden Mickeys and hidden gems and just things that had to do with the ride. So cool. So I love Haunted Mansion. Um, Tomorrowland is really cool. I think Astro Orbiter is kind of getting outdated. I think that there's there might be a time for them to remove that. It's I don't know. They're at so lame. Yeah. All of them are. They, that park has three spinners between Dumbo, the carpets, and Astro Orbiter. Um, I really like People Mover. It was uh, disappointing to see that there was an incident with People Mover a couple weeks back. Um, I think Tron. I think Tron is going to do wonders for that park as a whole, um, especially just like Tomorrowland in general. Um, Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor is still there. I always thought that was cool, but I mean that was I, I thought that was like hilarious when I was a kid. I don't know if I'll find it as funny now as a teenager, young adult. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, my number three is Magic Kingdom. So, I'm yeah, right. The, the, your... the People Mover is so unusually satisfying. It's so cool. And mm-hmm. you, can see, you can see Space Mountain when you're riding it. Awesome. So, Andreas, hit your number two and your number one, and then we'll do our number two and number one. Yep, yep. All right. So, my number two is Studios for the vibes and for it being at least the location where, like, Tower of Terror is. Um I appreciate all the tech and, and stuff and theming that's gone into like Galaxy's Edge, uh, just Muppets 3D, but mostly it's the vibes. Still, there, it's still there. <laughs> yeah. And then number one is obviously Magic Kingdom, but I'd say more so I enjoy that one because uh, of um, like the photography and stuff that I do, because that park was so well designed in terms of being photogenic there's so many like photo ops at that park it's it's awesome especially um just the entire 
like front entrance in the entire Hollywood Boulevard. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like all of the, all the stuff that you're saying, and then um, that's the only place you can really find classic dark rides from Disney in all four parks, other than I guess spaceship earth. There's really not many of them. I'm glad the Chinese theater is still there. I'm glad that they didn't take that down. I do miss the great movie ride, but I think I will enjoy Mickey and Minnie's. It's such a big step up. In my opinion, I wish that they had just updated the great movie ride, but with movies um, that people actually have heard of, because the only one that I actually like knew was, well, I guess I kind of knew like two of them. Wizard of Oz and Mary Poppins were the two I could recognize as a kid. I love Mary Poppins. You didn't know Alien? Oh, yeah, that's right. Alien was in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I guess I did know. more. Yeah, but, but in terms of technology, Mickey and Minnie's is like a huge yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous. I is hope it really as good as people say it is? I don't know what they they mean by good. I think it's a solid, like, modern dark ride. Because people say it's really good for what it is. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, I think it's our first experience with a trackless ride system. Yeah, I'm, or no, Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, how many people get to experience that? You haven't been on that? Was, no, no, no. I'm, I'm pointing to it's really low ride throughput. Oh, okay. <laughs> like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway has a lot higher capacity. In That's terms good. With like riders per hour and never needed to be um, with the boarding groups or any of that. If I yeah, that, that's right. good to know. That, that doesn't surprise me, though, either. Whereas I think. <laughs> Um, because it's what six people per ride vehicle, and there's like maybe three or four ride vehicles at a time. It's only like nine hundred people per hour on rise. Yeah, like it's it's down there. It's tough. It's tough. Those lightning lanes are man. There's something because yeah, they go quick because yeah. uh, it's so and it sucks that you know it is a great ride, but not many people get to do it each day. So it's yeah. tough if you're like that once in a while visitor. Yeah. This is your number one, yeah. Yeah, so Magic Kingdom for similar reasons, although um, in te- in terms of like photography and stuff, and also the night show, like I'm a sucker for, for the fireworks and taking fireworks photography. So that's always fun. It's usually got the best snacks. It, terrible, you know, dining options, but the snacks are usually, that's where they're, located anything that's interesting or new um pirates of the caribbean haunted mansion and uh big thunder mountain three are my favorite rides they're all right there um jungle cruise as well is a unique one uh tomorrowland tomorrowland needs a lot of love but the people mover is there which is great um we'll see what tron brings and maybe they'll use that as a reason to bring down space mountain and actually do something with it uh they still haven't reopened the that weird circus area have they speaking of uh character meet and greets i don't think they brought uh, any of those back yet yeah but in general it's a it's yeah. it's the solid park for like being a castle park you know with the back where, uh, and all that back where barnstormer is is the circus you're talking about right yeah it's it's Paint silly circus or something like that it's somewhere back there yeah didn't it's in the didn't it a long time ago didn't it used to be called mickey's toontown fair yes Wow. Yeah. yeah wow. Like, like 15 years ago or so. It like was way like before Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Yeah. 
Seven, yeah, Seven Doors Mine Train and the Circus came with the new Fantasyland expansion that happened, I think, uh, 2012, 2010, when they added uh, all that stuff. What'd you say, Jason? Uh, the first time I went to Disney, it was still called uh, Mickey's Toontown Fair, mm-hmm. that area. Okay, gotcha. All right. Yeah, so, uh, used, to, used to be a lot better back then. So, yeah, Magic Kingdom is your number one. Jason, hit us with your number two and number one. All right, first off, though, Seven Doors Mine Train. That's a ride that always makes me mad. Huh. That ride gets Don't like doors? off the lines for no <laughs> Anyways, number two, this is just based off of my experience, okay, and the last time I went to Disney. Number two for me is Hollywood Studios. Now, I went in 2018 the last time after Toy Story Land opened. Before Galaxy's Edge opened, so I haven't experienced Galaxy's Edge yet, but I think when I do, that'll probably push Hollywood Studios up to number one. But uh, I love the rides at Hollywood Studios. Like, Tower of Terror is so cool. It's one of my favorite drop towers and dark rides ever. Uh, Rock and Roller Coaster is solid for an indoor launch coaster. Um, It's not my favorite Disney coaster, but it's up there. My favorite, my favorite ride at Hollywood Studios is actually Toy Story Mania. I know, I know. I sound really GP saying that, but I love that, <laughs> I love that ride. I love that ride. And also, Slinky Dog Dash is pretty good for what it is. Okay. Very cool. And then, uh, oh yeah, you still got your number one. Sorry. Yeah, number one is Animal Kingdom. So I went in 2018, uh, after Pandora uh, opened, obviously. I heard so many good things about Pandora, and it lived up to the hype. Flight of Passage is my favorite Disney ride that I've done, period. Uh, and it's my parents' favorite Disney ride as well. And they, they've done Rise of the Resistance. I haven't. But, um, so, Flight of Passage, it was worth the very long wait I had for it. I'll say that. I waited a very long time for it, but it was worth it. Um, Everest, Expedition Everest is my favorite Disney coaster, uh, out of the ones I've done. Now, I haven't done, um, uh, Cosmic Rewind yet. Um, also, I liked Dinosaur. Now, the last time I went, it was down, which was depressing. So I haven't ridden in eight years, which is sad. And the happiest sight, the happiest thing that happened for me to that park was the removal of Primeval World. I hated those rides so much. Uh, They made no sense at a Disney park, in my opinion. Uh, Dinoland in general does need some updates, I'll admit. Um, There's there's another thing that kind of disappoints me, and it's that they uh, don't do Rivers of Light anymore. That was my favorite... Uh, nighttime show at Disney because it wasn't firework focused. Uh, I liked it because it uh, used water effects instead of fireworks. That's why you're excited about Fantasmic returning. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for Fantasmic returning. But um, yeah, between uh, the world, oh, and Pandora at night is incredible. There's uh, all these like uh, African style like music playing. Uh, the streets, the floor kind of like lights up. It illuminates at certain points. The rocks and the leaves light up. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my number two is Epcot. So you already know what number one is. Yeah, um, I, already, I already knew what your number one was. 
was going into this. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I have Epcot at number two. As I said earlier, Test Track, as of right now, I haven't been to Disney in a couple years, but as of right now, Test Track is my favorite attraction in all of Walt Disney World. I also think Soren is really cool. You gotta love World Showcase. I mean, I'm from what Andreas, what you said, I know it's not what it once was, but it's still there, still cool that you can, you know, eat Mexican food one minute and then eat Chinese food the next minute. <laughs> yeah, I know you like Mexican food. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, overall, Epcot is my number two. I actually thought Spaceship Earth was a cool ride. Now, technology has changed a lot in the last, like, five years. So I don't know if it will like blow me away as much when I rewrite it, but um, yeah. You know what will blow you away if they still do it is the beacons of light. If they're still doing that light show, when the park is closing, stick around and watch Spaceship Earth. They sink points of light on every one of those little corners of the sphere with music, awesome. and okay. it's so cool. I miss eliminations from that park, I must say. Okay. I can see that. So yeah, Epcot is my number two, which leads me to my number one, which is Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, Streets of America is not there anymore. Um, The Great Movie Ride's not there anymore. It's Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, obviously, now. But of all the parks that has changed the most in the last couple years, it is Hollywood Studios. So I'm curious to see if this will drop... By far, yeah. I'm curious to see if this will drop on my list. As a big fan of the Muppets, glad to see Muppet Vision is still there. I also, I also really enjoy Cars, so I want to check out Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy. So, yeah, there are things at Hollywood Studios that I do want to check out that I have not checked out yet. Not a huge Star Wars fan, but I appreciate Galaxy's Edge for what it is. The theming just looks, you know, out of this world. So, yeah, overall, I will say going back to Hollywood Studios, I'm going to have an open mind. So, yeah. yeah. Hopefully it doesn't disappoint me because I want to still love it. Toy Story Mania is still there, which is a great ride. So, yeah. Yeah, even though they removed the Sorcerer's Hat a few years ago, which I'm still bummed about because I loved that. Yeah, for a while, it was just a stage for a uh, Star Wars daytime show, I'm almost positive. So, um. Yeah, um, that was that was really cool to hear everybody's list. Um, that was a really I, long episode. <laughs> yeah, this was a much longer episode than what we usually hit the 35, 40 minute mark. But, 40 um, minutes usually, 40, 45 minutes usually. Yeah, yeah but, that, that question at the end was like 20 minutes. Yeah, but I had... <laughs> we all felt real strongly about our ranking. I would say that most of those parks are, like, interchangeable on yeah. any given day, to be honest. There's good things, there's bad things, and as theme park fans, there's something to appreciate and things that could be better. Yeah, the last time I went to Disney, I actually... The last time I went to Disney, I actually park hopped five times in one day between Animal Kingdom and Epcot. Jeez. Wow. That's yeah, not so, close. Uh, they're not close. This, this will probably take a lot. This will probably take about a half hour to uh, download to my computer for me to edit. So uh, I will keep you two updated on how editing goes. And as for all of our viewers or listeners on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're checking out this episode, appreciate you listening. In. So Andreas, where can we find you? Uh, before I get to that, I, I almost forgot, and I know your listeners or watchers did not forget, but yes, there is indeed 
of a coma madhouse at Oh Apple. yeah. <laughs> there and is you everybody can find me at Thrills and Magic. A and D, not an ampersand. Thrills and Magic basically everywhere. Yeah, and most of our viewers are probably at least watching this episode, are fans of your channel. So where to find us, um, you could find me at beyond underscore the underscore thrills on Instagram. And you can also subscribe to my YouTube channel. I post about twice every year. And uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much all you got. And then obviously you're watching here on Coasters and Things. So Jason, want to sign us out? Yeah, you can also follow me on Instagram at Coasters and Things as well. So... Thank you guys so much for watching or listening. Thank you so much, Thrills and Magic, for joining us tonight. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Appreciate that. And that was awesome. And this is Coasters and Things, Beyond the Thrills, and Thrills and Magic, signing out.